want to talk about mothers a little bit. And it might seem like my focal point is mothers, but I just I just want you to know this. You would not be a good mother if it was not for a good God. And uh, we could we could just talk all day if we had to if we took the time to go to each one and say I bet you could say something good about your mom. That you could say something good about your mom. Some of his moms already gone home to be with the Lord. And uh thank the Lord that they left you a memory behind uh a heritage behind and uh you've got memories that you'd like to just be able to open up and say, you know what, well, I so wish I hear my mom my mom's ninety three, assume me ninety four. And all the time she's telling me, she says, Son, I sure wish I could talk to my mama. Wish I could talk to my mama. And uh, it it may not seem like much to young people or I, I remember I know y'all don't believe this, but I can remember when I was young. And uh, it seemed like I was so busy with everything, I didn't have that much time for Mama nor for Dad. And everything was so busy, so hectic. I had friends. Little did I know those friends would never, never, ever Love me, nor do for me, or help me, like Mama and my dad. And uh, so this morning, uh, if you are not a mom, I'm going to preach especially to you. If you are a mom, I'm going to preach especially to you. If you're a man, I'm going to preach to you because you ain't a mom. <laughs> You'll be leaving here today saying, man, I wish I'd have been a Woman, he wouldn't preach so hard to me today. Amen. No, no. I thank God for everyone that's here. So turn, if you would, in your Bible to the book of Ruth this morning. And I want to preach on this thought, if I could. Be what mothers can be. Be what mothers can be. Be what they can be. And when you find your place in the book of Ruth, if you'd stand with me, I'd invite you to stand with me. Uh, we'll read the first four verses. It's real easy to find. You already got it. You already got it. Good for you. Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth. First Samuel. You find First Samuel? You can find any book in the Bible that's named Samuel. Once you find 1 Samuel. But it's just before 1 Samuel. The Bible says this in chapter number 1. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn, sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech. And the name of his wife, Naomi. The name of his two sons, Malon, Malon and Chilion. Ephratites of Bethlehem, Judah, and they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. And they took them wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah and the name of the other Ruth. And they dwelled there about ten years. Father, I pray that you'd help me. Help my mind. I sure need you this morning. And I just want to be an encouragement, especially for these precious ladies, these mothers. 
And Lord, if you could, I ask you to bless my mom. Thank you for all these years to have her and uh, the memories that we have together. My mother-in-law, I pray you bless her. Thank you for her. I ask you now, God, to touch our hearts and use us for your glory. Please, I'm asking you in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. <clears throat> be what mothers can be. All my life is a as a, the time that I've been a Christian, or the time that I've been a preacher, I've heard a lot of people say this. They use this uh, terminology. Maybe you've used it. Maybe you've heard it. Well, that might that might work for you, but I I can't do that. Maybe maybe that might work for y'all, your family, but but really we just I I, I can't do that. Anybody ever heard somebody say? They they have a little bit of understanding that it might work. And so what they say is it might work for y'all, for you. But it probably won't work for me. But it, it, it'll, it'll, never, it'll never work for nobody that won't try. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, one of our... One of our members from the church, Brother Lee, he had a stroke, and uh, it immobilized him um, temporarily. By faith, I'm going to say temporarily. Uh, he's always been an outside person. Of, I want to. I want to get up. I want to go. I want to do. And uh, I went by this week and saw him up in Hilliard at the rehab center, and. Uh, I could tell he's a little discouraged, Brother Ron. I mean, I'm just letting you know, if anybody wants to go by there and see him, I'm sure it would be a blessing to him. Uh, he, says, he said, I can't do nothing. Uh, lost most movement of his arm, his left arm and his left leg. But he's starting to, he's starting to move his arm just a little bit. And uh, I told him, I said, do you want to get out of here? He said, today. I said, well, then you're going to have to work extra hard. I said, you can get out of here. But you're going to have to work extra hard. There's a lot of cases of people that never got out of there. They gave up. They did not work extra hard. I said, you can walk again, but you're going to have to work. And you can put that arm on a steer wheel and drive yourself around, but you're going to have to work. But you're going to have to work extra hard. And can I say this? Uh, many of us have seen mothers that maybe seem like they might have had so much against them. They might have gave up. And it might not have been visible in their view that it, all they had to do was work extra hard. But sometimes, sometimes, Brother, Brother Ron, you just got to work extra hard. Uh, sometimes, ladies, you just got to work extra hard. And it's not, it's not that you're trying to get to a level that somebody else is at. It's just that you're trying to be the best at what you are. And you can do that. But you might just have to work extra hard. I'm looking at this text this morning, and I'm looking in the life of Naomi. Because Naomi is the model, uh, not just for her sons, but for his, her son's wives. And uh, I, I want to I just think about some things that as they were singing that song, uh, that, that's always been one of my favorite songs. I can't hardly take it. I can't hardly take it. 
Uh, I, I just want to fall in the floor and just lay there and squall. And uh, that's crying if you're not from the South. And uh, uh, I, I, I can't help it. I just, I just love thinking about the love that a mother has. A mother has so much love, she can be aggressive. A mother has so much love, she can almost be uh, overpowering. A mother has so much love that whenever she's trying to give that love out, the children don't understand it. They don't understand it. And 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 they're trying to be children. They're trying to be little boys and little girls. And 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 mom's just being mom, and she's trying to show that love. And and those kids are like mom. Especially if mom has them in a crowd, and uh, you know, mama don't mama don't care if there's a crowd there. Mama still got love. Mama, mama's still affectionate. Mama don't mind kissing that sixteen-year-old boy right there in front of the team, huh? That that. That that crowd might snicker and grin a little bit, but their mom ain't doing it. Uh, I, I turned, Brother John, I turned, uh, I'll turn 67 in September. And, uh, hey, you ain't got to look like that. I wish you could have seen these faces from up here, Dennis. They, they're looking at me like, wow, you are old. Someday some of y'all older than I am, thank God. Amen. Everybody don't get treated with the blessings of aging. Amen. Thank God for that. God will give us another day. But she still thinks, that I'm 66 now. I better make it sound better than 67. That like to knock your socks off. I'm still her baby. I mean, she still, she still fixes me something to eat and and uh, sometimes, sometimes, I don't know how it is where y'all live. I, I live across the road from her brother Gary, so there's a lot of convenience and all that. And sometimes I'll go to make me a sandwich and we're out of bread. And I'll call and say, Mama, you got any bread? You know, she won't give me two pieces. Every time, she's going to give me the whole loaf. The whole loaf. I, I didn't know this. I didn't know this till. I got to try to take note of it. When I was much younger, there was a day, Brother Tracy, I hate to say, I hate to tell you all this, I hate, in case you don't know, I hate to tell you this. But there was a day that I got out of church and I was working a job where in Jacksonville, I didn't get off work till 12.30 at night, sometimes 1.30, 2.30 in the morning. And uh, whenever I got home riding from Jacksonville, getting off work, Brother Leroy, by the time I got in the bed every night, that door would open up, and she'd look in there. She'd pull it back to. You know what she's doing? Just checking on me. You know what mom's always going to do? Woe unto the day that they don't check on you no more. Keep us in check. Keep us in check. I would see that, Brother Gary, and I'd think, the next night somebody might say, and I'm, I'm grown. I'm grown. But, I mean, Mama could have whipped me, and she still wants to from time to time. But it was Daddy that I was really worried about, to be honest with you. Because he wouldn't want to whip you. He just he said, so you're a man now. You think to find out what a whipping's like. I said, no, no thank you. No thank you. I, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking about the joy that is set in the heart of a mother. The joy. You young folk, you young folk, y'all literally put joy into the heart of your mother. And as you grow and as you get older, you get grown. And mom does too. It just keeps on happening. It just keeps on happening. Never does change. Just keeps on putting joy in there. Now, now, I understand that as we get older, it's harder sometimes for young people to continually put joy in the heart of 
our parents, because we forget that as we've gotten older, they have too, and they're still thinking about when we was 12 or 6. And they still want to tell us everything to do. Guess what? Are you with me? Yeah. It ain't looking good, is it? <laughs> the joy that's set in the heart of a mother. Malon means sickness, the first son. His name means sickness. His brother's name was Chilion. It means wasting. You know, it's a shame these boys left. This woman followed her husband and they went down to Moab into a country where the Moabites live, into a country that has one of the worst testimonies, if you've ever done a word study on that, to find out where the Moabites, Moab, came from, was the, the father, the father originating being Lot. And, and, and the whole situation will not go into that. But, but I want you just to notice, these names that they had kind of meant something because both of them died at a young age. I wonder what Naomi felt like thinking that the greatest honor that this life ever gives is being a mother. She's got two good, good sons and they're just following. And, and Brother Gary, if one of them's name is a name that's portraying sickness, I wonder was he a sickly boy? I wonder was his life not doing well. Uh, the other one, the other one, maybe he was just a carefree. Chilean was just his, his name meant wasting. Cared nothing for anything. You know, all these things have to be taught. We have to, we have to teach. We have to teach our children uh, morals. We have to teach them right and wrong. We have to teach them how to, how to handle money. We have to teach them how to honor and how to respect. Uh, I was with, I was with a, a young man one time was at the, was at Hardy's. And this, when you get older, this is just the way you think. I just can't help it. This is where I'm at right here in my life. Okay, I can't help it. And, and, uh, and so I said, come on, I'll buy you a hamburger. We got a hamburger. And the lady asked me, she said, she said you want the regular size or, or you want upsize? I said, no, no, no. Just give me the regular size. I don't mind getting up and going back and get a refill. Okay, you ain't going to give me that many more french fries. No way. And so the young man that I was with right there, uh, she asked him, says, says, uh, says, do you want the regular size or you want, you want the upside? He said, give me the large. I said, no, no, give him the regular size. I had to show him that it would be okay for him to walk back and forth to the drink fountain because he's saving my money now. Somebody give me an amen right here. Amen. They're going to be a day. Y'all going to run me off and I ain't going to be getting a check no more. And I'm going to go, Social Security ain't doing it. Okay. I'll need a little help right there, brother. I'll need some prayer. Some prayer and even some feet on your prayer. Amen. Uh, but uh, we got to teach them. we got to help. And, and they only had two boys that somebody had to teach them something. But, but the, the one thing that they did understand was they wanted a wife. They understood that. They wanted a wife. They, they, so, so the Bible says that a man that has a wife has a, a good thing. I tell mine. Uh, young people don't like to talk like this, especially when you get older. Y'all don't need to come here, Brother Leroy, is all i got to say. He's 84, and he's still, you know, Brother Leroy, he's still talking about smooching on his wife and everything. And I'm, I'm like, now, this might be pushing it to the limit right here, okay? But I just look at mine, I look at mine every once in a while and say, hey, you sure are a good thing. And she just rolls her eyes and walks away. That's what the Bible says. Man, it finds a good wife. Finds a good thing. And and so here these boys are, and they found them a wife. And 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 uh, from what I'm understanding from the scripture, it's obvious they may have lived. It seems like they might have lived uh, around ten years. Their time frame. So there's joy now in this woman's heart for her boys that has now got a family. But there's a little something missing. 
And before that can ever be established, before they can ever get what they want, before Naomi can ever... Have you ever seen a woman give her son up in marriage that didn't want grandchildren? I'm just telling you, man, I'm telling you, that boy and girl can stand at the front of the church, say, I do, and a preacher can announce, let me introduce you, Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so, and that mother is going, praise the Lord, we don't have grandchildren. I mean, I mean, they ain't got the patience to let them get out of town. They want children. And that's okay. That's the way we think. That's the way our heart is. Naomi never got that. She had joy in the hopes that she had. But, but in all of this, what she ended up doing is she becomes this great example of what those boys needed as a wife. And then, not only that, but she became a great example to what those girls needed to be as a wife. We look at this and we think about how that they lingered with them and they, they probably worked with them and taught them. And, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you this here, uh, if there's one thing that you could say uh, that Naomi was a great example to her daughter-in-laws, uh, she was a great example of being faithful to God. Do you know your children are watching that? Uh, uh, the whole time that we're in here this morning, the devil's scheming a way to get your children and get your family out there and get them on whatever it is out there. But I'm telling you, precious ladies, you good mothers, uh, the best thing that you can do is to be a good example for your children, for whether it's a son or whether it's a daughter. I, I'm talking about uh, it don't matter. It don't matter what they are. Uh, in the days hour we live in, it's probably a good idea to tell them real early in life what they are, so they'll know. And then, and then, and then, and then, just let them. Then let them. Let them say, "Hey, mom, I sure appreciate you. I sure appreciate you. You know, I've seen the times, brother, uh, brother John, that I got some cousins that they really didn't have that good a mama. They really didn't. I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to throw a." Uh, Brick in the, in the, in the, in the, in the gearbox here. I'm just being honest. But they had a good grandmother. They had a good grandmother, brother Gary. They, I mean, I mean, they, they probably couldn't have, the three of them together couldn't have, couldn't have bragged on their mom a whole lot. But they had a good grandmother that prayed for them and cried for them and was faithful to God. And Naomi was faithful. She was faithful to God. Man, if there's one thing they can say about her, they found out she was faithful. And you know, under the, under the law of that time, it must have been that they taught this, they taught this Moabitess girl about not being lazy. Man, you, you just, you know what's a blessing? When you see young people that are raised up in a home, and them young people ain't lazy. I don't think, I don't think the Lord's honored with laziness, Brother John. I don't, I don't think, I don't think God smiles on somebody that wants somebody to wait on them hand and foot every inch of the way through life. Amen. Listen, listen, I, it's real easy for us to get consumed with the ways of this world and want to sit down and play the games and be a part of a social life and everything. But listen, I'm telling you, when you get up in Monday morning, it ain't church day no more, it's work day. This woman right here, Naomi, Naomi was an example. She was an example, a great example for her children. We see right here whenever, uh, when it comes time, we're talking about her faithfulness to God. We're talking about the example that she was. Talking about she wasn't lazy. But I want you to notice back over here, uh, whenever them boys had passed away, when them boys had died, and them boys, them boys had went in a direction, uh, uh, their life had, t- had taken with these girls over here, and, and they already had a mark against them just for marrying a, a Moabitess girl. But can I say right here in verse number, uh, verse number 14, uh, we, uh, Naomi has talked to these girls and told them, you know what? These boys are dead. Y'all need to go someplace else. And, and, uh, the Bible says this, and they lifted up their voice, verse 14 of chapter 1, and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. Orpah made up her mind. She said, I'm done, and I'm going back to my family. You know what you know what Naomi told her? Naomi told her, he said, he said, go home to your family and your God. You ain't going to impress everybody, Mama. You ain't going to help everybody, but you help everybody you can. 
You do all you can. Uh, there'll be times in the midnight hour, <clears throat> the only prayer warrior you got is you. <clears throat> there'll be times when you ain't got nobody to call on, you're going to have to just call on you. Say, God, please help me. It's me. You told me that I can cast all my care upon you for you care for me, so I'm casting my care and I'm asking you to help me. I'm telling you, Naomi told her, said, go home. And the Bible said, Orpah kissed her and went her way, but Ruth clave unto her. Uh, you know what that tells me, Brother Leo? One of them was listening, one of them wasn't. Uh, Orpah, Orpah had her mind back over there where she was from. She had her mind back on the old way. She had her mind back on the old thing. But something had happened to Ruth that God had instilled something in her from her mother-in-law. Her mother-in-law had been a great Christian example. Her mother-in-law had told her about God. Her mother-in-law told her about working. I just want to say this morning, I thank God for every mama that has told her children about God. Every mama that has told her children work and ain't going to kill them. Ed, man, it'll help them. I just want to thank God that there's some things God puts in us that will instill to our children, whether it be the, the, the daughters or the daughter-in-laws or the sons or the son-in-laws, whatever it is. Oh, what a great example. What a blessing it is to have a good, godly Christian mother. A good, godly Christian mother. Uh, we, me, and, me and Mom sit on the porch sometime, and we'll sit out there and talk. <clears throat> and she'll tell me a story, Brother John. This probably won't happen to you. But she'll tell me a story. And uh, it'll be a story she's already told me. Anybody with me? And I just sit there and listen to it. And then I don't say nothing. She said, I'd already told you that, hadn't I, son? She could tell by my response. I said, yes, ma'am. But it's okay. Can I tell you this? I'd rather hear it again. I'd rather hear it again. Than not. I say it's okay, Mama. I said I tell people at church the same stories all the time. They just smile and grin like everything's all good. Y'all know I'm getting older. I just I can't help it, said, Brother Ron. I just it's every time I tell this, fresh in my mind. It's like it just happened yesterday. I said, Praise the Lord, man. I'm just thankful for that. That's the good part about getting old. Just everything's new. Everything's new. New day. New day, glory to God, amen. Hey, this woman was faithful to the Lord. The Bible said in verse 15, and she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is going back to her people and to her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said in verse number 16, and this might not help you, but this tells me what she got along the way. This tells me what an impression this good, godly mother made. She said, Entreat me not to leave me. To leave thee. That means, that means please don't even ask. Don't, don't beg me. Don't even beg me. You know what Naomi had to offer Ruth? Nothing. Nothing. She had no home. She had no family that was visible. She had no money. She had nothing, Brother Darnell. But there was something inside her that girl saw. She said, I'm telling you, please don't even ask me to leave you. I want to go with you. You don't know where I'm going. It don't matter. I just want to go with you wherever you're going. She said, Entreat me not to leave thee, verse 16, or to return from following after thee. For whether thou goest, I will go, and whether thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God. I'm telling you, God did something real big in her heart along the way. I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to say this morning, mamas, 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 you better put something godly and something holy down into the heart of your children. And one day, you'll rise, they'll rise up and call you blessed. And that's wonderful. Uh, Solomon thought that. But you hear me this morning, what I'm going to say that's even bigger than that. One day, they're going to be facing storms. 
They're going to be faced with trials. They're going to be faced with heartache. And they better have something that you gave them way back then that will keep them in church and keep them serving God. And, and when you tell them to go away and do something different, they'll say, entreat me not to follow thee. I want to go with your mama. I want to go with your mother-in-law. I want to go with you because you've been faithful. I want to go with you because you serve God. I want to go with you because you show me how to not to be lazy. I want to be... I'm just saying these rewards in a faithful mother. Serving God. We're living in an hour. When a young man can be faithful, or a young lady can be faithful, and the devil will do everything he can, come by and try to get that young man away from being faithful, that young lady away from being faithful. Boy, I just, it just thrills my heart. I love hit that hooper and over and over. I couldn't tell you many times since I've been saved for 50 years. I've read that one text in the book of Ruth right there about a woman that just said, I'm telling you, I'm just going where you're going. I'm going to do what you do. I'm going to serve your God. I'm staying with you. You get up and go to church on Sunday morning. I'm getting up and going to church with you. You get up back to church on Sunday night. I'm going back down there with you. And if they have church on Wednesday night, I'm going back on Wednesday night all because you've been faithful all them years and I want to be faithful just like you are. What a good, what a good example. What a good example of a good, godly woman. I know it don't sound like it, but I'm talking about what mothers can be. What mothers can be. There's a great reward in the book of Ruth, chapter 4. In chapter 4. We don't have time to go through the whole story, but you know it. I'm sure you know it. You know that how when they came back, they, got, they come back to Bethlehem and they're over there. And while, while they're there, Ruth meets Boaz. He's a near kinsman redeemer. If you know anything about the law whatsoever, that nearest, the nearest kinsman redeemer gets the first option, the first choice to purchase everything that that family had then Boaz had that passed away. Boaz is not the first kinsman redeemer. There was another. But Boaz was so interested. He was so thrilled over this new woman that's come to town. He said, he went to where he had to go. He went to that man... He says, hey, he says, if you're not interested, I'm interested in buying all the benefits that our family owned. Can I tell you he made a good investment? Now, now a lot of people, first off, let me tell you something about Boaz. Boaz is genealogy. First off, we got to admit this, Boaz had some money. You, you, can't, you can't buy you can't buy without money. You can talk about it all day long. I, I doubt seriously the first national bank was down there, Bethlehem at that time, and, and he could have went down there and got a big loan. I just believe he was ready, Brother Gary. You know why a lot of people miss a lot of blessings they ain't ready? You live week to week, and I'm, I'm trying. Don't throw your money away. Don't spend all your money down at Hoggett Boss. Don't do it. Just work there and take their money and run. Go to the house. Amen. Don't, don't go down there to Sonic. Don't get get all them cool milkshakes and everything. That, listen, they're taking all your money. You're going to be broke. <laughs> I didn't say that. He's already made me nervous this morning saying stuff he shouldn't say. Amen. I forget. See, the Lord blessed you. I forgot how you even said it. Now, because I'm fixing to tell everybody. <laughs> He's a blessed. I love him. I'm just saying, Boaz was ready. He was ready. He said, this, this coming back? Yeah, I'll take it. You don't want them? I'll take them. Here's the money. I got the money right now. Well, not only is Boaz ready, but Boaz is kind. Under the law, she's allowed to go and glean around the corners of the field. But now Boaz is his field. And he's looking. He said, who is that woman? 
and one thing led to another and led to another. And I'm just, I'm just trying to get you up to God's speed <coughs> where you can see right here what's going on. And I want you to see the faithfulness that comes out. Ends up, Boaz marries this woman named Ruth. Marries her. God blesses their family. And gave, oh, By the way, when you think that God can't use you, go back and read the genealogy of Boaz. And, and, anybody know who his ancestor was? Anybody ever heard of a woman that the Bible calls her this? That this is the Bible, so you'll know who she is. Rahab the harlot. And now, and now here's a here's a here's a family that here's a family that's been put together, and here's a now they're going to have a child. Now they're now they're going to have children, and 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 God's blessed them from from uh, where they were. I believe with all my heart because this woman stayed with her Christian, godly. Mother-in-law. Bible says this, verse thirteen. So Boaz took Ruth, and she was his wife. And when he went into her, the Lord gave her conception; she bare a son. Talking about what mothers could be. And the women said unto Naomi, the women, Jeremy, you remember. You remember when we was, was in Portugal and, and your cousin said, the old men talk. The old men say. Well, right here, it's the women. The women are saying something. The women, the older women around town. They're not gossiping. They're just saying it's a blessing. Said, and the women said unto Naomi, Blessed be the Lord. She said, Which hath not left thee this day without a kinsman. Her husband's dead. Her two sons is dead. Her daughter-in-law went back to Moab. She's got one daughter that cared enough about what she felt like, that admired, admired her holiness and God. She said, Blessed be the Lord, which is not left thee this day without a kinsman, that His name may be famous in Israel. Are you kidding me? And He shall be unto thee a restorer of thy life and a nourisher of thine old age. They're talking to Naomi. For thy daughter-in-law, which loveth thee, which is better to thee than seven sons, hath borne him. Thy daughter-in-law is better than seven sons. She's a Moabite. She's she's of the lineage of Lot, of from Sodom and Gomorrah. You know why she's better than seven sons? Because she stayed faithful to her mom, her mother-in-law. Stayed faithful to God. She said, "She said, Thy God shall be my God." And Naomi took the child and laid it in her bosom, and became nurse unto it. You know what she got? She got what she wanted in the beginning, a grandbaby. She got that grandbaby. Say, but, but what about the other people? Yeah, there's somebody mentioned here that hadn't been mentioned in a long time. I ain't, I ain't mentioned her for a little while yet. She's only mentioned twice in the Bible. Brother Tyler, she's just two times. She's mentioned when she come into the family, and she's mentioned when she goes out. Did you know that some people, they will only be mentioned for a short season when they, you meet them and when they leave you? You won't know them very long. They're not going to hang around much. The woman's name's Orpah. Orpah. Orpah was there. Orpah could have been what Ruth became. Uh... Uh, Orpa, Orpa, and I mean uh, uh, Ruth and and Boaz, uh, they they have a son. They they name this son. The Bible says that she was expecting a child. They name him Obed. Obed. Obed has a child. His name is Jesse. Jesse, Jesse has a son. His name is David. As a matter of fact, the Bible says it like this, David the king. You know what that is? That's the genealogies on both sides of this family working together to bring forth Jesus Christ. But look, I'm just, I'm just, trying, to, I'm just trying to tell you 
that Bible says that God blessed. Orpah could have been a Ruth. But she went back. Whoa, listen, and I try, listen, I see somebody getting away, I, I see somebody getting away, the more I see it, the more I see it, the more it bothers me. I'm going to say, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave, don't, don't. Stay right there, Stay, sit right there. Don't leave this church, don't get out. You get out, you get out. You ain't got no idea what the devil's going to do with you. Uh, you won't you won't be able to make a dollar three eighty working a hundred hours a week. Your your living expense will be. Don't go nowhere. Stay right where you're at. Stay. People have prayed for you. People have wept for you. People have put time into you. Stay right there. Don't go back to them other gods. Do not. Do not go back to Moab. Say, so, but you just gotta gotta be kind to. Them. No, not be kind. Be kind to what? They're headed to a cesspool of sin. Don't go! Don't get out there! Stay right here! I, I, I'm speaking from experience, Brother Rick. I, I don't know how better to say it. I don't, Brother Darnell, I don't know how better to say it. There ain't nothing but crash and burn out there. Stay. Please stay in church. Please stay in church. And when the devil tells you that the preacher don't love you no more, you just go ahead and just tell him, I know you a lie. Because you know he is. You know he is. She could have been just as good as what Ruth was. As a mother. As a mother. What what do you want to be? As a mother. You want to be faithful? Then be faithful. You want to have a Christian life? Then have a Christian life. You want to be a good example for your, for your children? Then be a great example for your children. You want to be a good example for your grandchildren? Then be a good example for your grandchildren. You be, you be everything that Ruth was. And don't be nothing that Orpah was. Every, every morning... Uh, could you come to the piano, please? Every morning we have a, we have a, a devotion... Uh, we do it online at 8.30 whenever we're willing. Not willing, but when we're able, not, not out of town. And we're fixing to be leaving. We'll do it in the morning. And then I don't know about Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. And then the next week I'll be in Tennessee, so I don't know about that either. But every morning, Brother John, we do this devotion. And, and, and just in case you can't watch it at 8.30... And if you want to, you don't have to. I'm just, it's just there to encourage your day. That's all it's for. You can go back and watch it anytime you want to. Thank you for watching. Thank you, sister. But something I try to do every morning is I try to read a poem from a friend of mine. He's going home to be with the Lord. Brother Willard Thomas. Great, 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 tremendous old preacher. And God gave him a gift of writing, Brother Joe. I mean, it just amazes me. I just love to read his books, his poetry. And he'll even write a poem sometime on something that he ain't got nothing to write about. And God just makes it work. And a while back, as my morning, as I'm reading through the book and, and uh, reading a different poem, I come across this one poem. I said, no. I ain't read this one today. I skipped it. I said, I'm going to save it for a special day. I'm going to save it for a day that I can read it for the Christian women, the godly women, the mothers that love God and love serving the Lord. But Gary, I, I wanted to read it out loud so my mama could hear it. My mother-in-law. I wanted to read it out loud so my wife could hear it. Because I'm just going to be honest with you. I think she's a wonderful mother. I've watched my wife be a mama. And I've watched her cry over her children. She wasn't mad at them. She was just weeping for her children. Say, is that what a mama's supposed to do? There will come a day for everyone. 
everyone will weep for the children. Brother Willard said this. He said, Mother, if I were your son, you know what I'd do? I would thank my God for a mother like you who did her best to guide me right on sunny days and in stormy nights. And if I were your daughter, I'm sure I would say that you tried to help me in every way and have gone that extra mile to prove to me that you are the best mother that could possibly be. If I were your baby, I would look above and humbly say thanks for mother's love. That stood the test through the heat and the cold. I know mother's heart must be made of gold. And if such a mother were to be my wife, she'd be the most precious thing in my life. To know that God had given to me a mother and wife such as thee. How fitly spoken for a mother. Can I encourage you today? Maybe you're here and your mother may not be here. A poem like this doesn't move young folk because they know they can leave here and ride home with mom. Or maybe tomorrow they plan on seeing mom. But for many of you that are sitting here, mom's done gone on. Boy, you'd like to sit beside her and sing one more song. You'd like to be in church with her one more time. Mama's got a little bit frail, Brother John. Her steps are slow. And all she knows is when she goes to hang on, she'll hang on. She's 93, but she's still strong. She'll grab me by the arm to steady herself. I have to watch myself because my flesh is just so wicked. We've got to have our way. She'll grab me by the arm. One time, Brother Joe, she grabbed me. I, I thought she was pinching the life out of me. I said, Mom, I said, you're pinching me. <laughs> and I took, she, said, she said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, son. Now, if she had not done that, if she just grabbed me, I wouldn't have thought nothing about it. Probably never remember it again. But I won't never forget that pinch. And it wasn't because she was mad. And it wasn't because she was bitter. She was just trying to hold on to me. I'll say, you have a mother. Don't let this day pass. Don't let this day pass without telling her how much you appreciate her. She probably does without just so you'll have stuff. Probably never, you'll probably never know. You'll probably never know to what extremes they go through just so that you, just so that I could have. I know mine did. Mine, mine used to boil potatoes so me and my sister could eat. And mom would eat the peelings. Wasn't no Social Security. Didn't nobody care about all that stuff back then. It's just like, well, I just think it'd be good to get back to this. It's one thing when somebody's sick. But I'm telling you, God's been good to us. Give you a good mama. Give you a good mama. You know, I know she tells you this, but I know her. And if she does something good, she's going to brag on herself. Said, Amen. He's with it. But let me brag on her. She's in church every Sunday. Morning, night, and Wednesday. Revivals? You had a good mama. Why don't you miss her? Don't you miss her? You hear me? You got a good mama. I've seen her. I've, 
I seen your your mama work like a Trojan around the house just to satisfy whoever was there, especially your dad and you and your brother and sister, and your families. Man, she's a go getter. She's a she can't stop. And yours, she prayed you in. She prayed you in. Headed to hell. And she prayed you in. She didn't just pray you in. She prayed your wife in. I'm just saying. Everybody can be. Orphal could be. Say thank you. I love you. I love you. It's been a good morning. I love you. You've been a good mama. You've been a good mama. And now I'm watching a young lady be a good mama. It's hard. But she's a good mama. I wouldn't let the day pass. I'd call them and say, I know yours is out of town. But I'd call them and I'd tell them, Brother Gary, you and your wife, Take your mother-in-law out and eat today. That'd be a blessing. Be good to her. Matter of fact, if you really want to be a blessing to her, take her out and eat and her other daughter and her husband. Sometimes you just don't know how to say it. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. Aren't you glad you got a good mother? She might not have done everything like you think she should have. She may not have done everything like you would have done it. But she didn't pull the trigger on you. And you could be the first generation of a good mother and show another world how to love the children and how to love the family. Thank you for coming today. Let's all stand together.